Okay, so hi there and welcome to another edition um, of the Seacamp podcast. Um, it's myself, Dave Haynes, and I'm really thrilled to have alongside me um, Will from Distilled. Um, and Will, maybe you could, um, for those who might not be familiar with you or, you know, those who already are, though, tell us, um, you know, kind of what you're doing now, um, etc. Like yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Will. Hi, everyone. Uh, I run a company called Distilled. We are a uh, digital marketing agency uh, offices in London, New York and Seattle. We also run the Search Love conference series, which is uh, obviously very heavily focused on search marketing, uh, SEO and, and so forth. Uh, and we also run Still View, which is our online training platform uh, educational resource. Yeah. Again, yeah. Teaching, teaching the same kind of stuff, you know, the yeah. fundamentals of, of digital marketing. Yeah, awesome. And we were just talking and uh, there was a connection to Seacamp that I hadn't realized. You, you actually invested in, yes. in one of our companies. We have, uh, in our, uh, so we've been running the company for ten, our company for 10 years now. And we, over that course of that time, we've made just the one very small angel investment, uh, and it was in a in the Seacamp yeah. alumni and server entity yeah. run by David Mitten, and uh, yeah, love working with David, and he's obviously got a lot out of the Seacamp experience yeah. as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, so yeah, so I mean, let, let's just cover. So you're into talk at Seacamp Academy. What what are the kind of topics you're going to touch on today? So we're going to run quite a workshoppy kind of session, I think. I want to try and make it as practical as possible and focus on some of the things that people are that are actually front of mind for people. I'm going to probably cover some of the you know the fundamentals of search, social, and content. That's my mm-hmm. you know, that's my bag. Yeah, like. yeah. And in particular, coming at that from a, a very early stage startup perspective of what should you be doing at this stage and what should you not need to worry about until yeah. until later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, that stuff's so, so critical to our founders. I mean, I think each of those, you could probably have a, an hour-long podcast a on just, long, yeah, just themselves, yeah. right? So I think while we've got you here, you know, we're just about to do the session, but while we've got you here is, I think it'd be really interesting for, you know, just for myself and also for the, the listeners, just to dive into a bit more about, you know, as a founder, your own origins, you know, the kind of the story of distilled right back from the, the yeah. early days. And, and I believe, you know, we... You met your co-founder for Distill back at school, yeah, right? Yeah, high school, that's right. So we met, uh, it's kind of lost in the midst of time now, somewhere between the ages of 11 and 13. Wow. We played basketball together ah. on, our, on our school basketball team. And, you know, we've been best friends ever since. And there's all that stuff about, you know, don't go into business yeah. with your <laughs> family, but uh, we ignored that. So, But has that worked? Has there been times when you thought, ah, actually, I wish he wasn't my best friend or you've had falling out? Absolutely or? not. No, it's worked, on, it's worked incredibly well for us. Okay, great. Um, I mean... That's not to say that I would necessarily advise going to business with your best friend. Mm. I think it depends who your best friend is. Yeah. Uh, but for us, obviously, we've always, you know, everybody, we've had disagreements, we've had uh, issues we've had to work through, we've yeah. had all those kinds of things. Yeah. But in our case, all of those things have been made either easier or stronger or better. Yeah. Because we do have that that kind of shared. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, they say, right, I mean, a co-founding relationship is one that is quite serious. You know, sometimes it can feel like a marriage. You know, you're, you're right. together for, yeah. you know, most cases, seven, similar, ten years. It needs a similar kind of work. You know, you, it, you can't just assume that the person that you uh, decided to do this venture with a decade ago is, has the same priorities as doing the, you know, yeah. doing the same things in their life. Uh, you know, we, we've been, I guess, quite lucky that actually our life trajectories have mirrored each other to an extent that we have a lot of the same priorities, but yeah. you definitely have to keep talking about that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so we, yes, we met back in the 90s at school. Uh, we started doing little entrepreneurial ventures back then. I mean, not straight away, probably uh, in our late teens. Yeah. And 
we you know, we had bits and pieces of money, the kind of money that our friends had bar jobs mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever else. We did some of that as well, but earned bits and pieces doing doing web design. That was one of the first ventures we did. Okay. And you know, so this was, was back in just to place it for the listeners. This was back in uh, late nineties. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, pre the bubble. Yeah. Some of our listeners don't even know what that was. <laughs> a, for, for the youngins, there was a you know there, there was a lot of money invested in dot coms. Yeah. Back yeah. in the in the late nineties, yeah. it went pop in the early two thousands and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've, we've often wondered what would have happened if we'd have carried on doing that instead of going off to college. And, yeah. you know. but, but I read somewhere in the, in the first year you made £800 and got sued. Is that, <laughs> is that a, a myth? Or? So we, we, we didn't actually get sued. That's, uh, I think we, it felt like we got sued. We, we got a nasty ground from, uh, from a, we got a legal letter saying, okay. you know, cease and desist. Because we, this was, uh, I mean, this was probably, this was pre-Google, remember? So, you know, we picked a company name. We had no idea even how to... We couldn't even Google to figure out how to pick a company right, name. Okay. So we just yeah. picked a name. Yeah. Turned out it was a name other people were using. Oh, I see. Uh, right. And it was trademarked right. and all the rest of it. And right. you know, But this is a different era. Like, yeah. you know, different world. So anyway, so we changed our, our company name and uh, mm-hmm. all was fine. We didn't get sued. But uh, we we then did go off and take our parents' advice and go, go and get degrees. Uh, I studied maths. He studied computer science and at different universities. And then we... Yeah, and and so I mean, on on the so you went to Cambridge and um, you you studied you, I studied you did maths. a masters in in mathematics. Yeah, right? so well, I mean, I did my undergrad in maths there, and then uh, what they call part three, mm-hmm. which is essentially like a yeah a masters type right, type okay, so a one year taught course after that. Uh, I ended up specialising in um, kind of probability and statistics, a little bit of operations research, auction theory, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I guess in many ways, I don't know if you knew it at the time, but I would think, you know, game theory, auction theory, I mean, a lot of digital marketing is very numbers driven. Yeah. There's a lot of maths and, and, you know, hard science it's behind it. It's hard to it. say which is the chicken and which is the egg. Did I get into uh, digital marketing because of the numbers or right, did yes. I like yeah. the numbers because I wanted to, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I think the, the truth is I was, I did maths because that was what I was good at. Right. And it's always fun to do things that you're good at. Yeah. So yeah. what I enjoyed as well. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I mean, computers were this thing. The internet yeah. was this thing. Yeah. It kind of seemed like the obvious place to be yeah. working. And, and, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you know, you're at, you're at Cambridge, you're doing a master's, you know, must have an infinite number of opportunities, um, you know, having left university. What, what made you go into the internet? Was it just the newness of it, the excitement? Well, so actually it? we, I mean, we'd been doing internet stuff before university, but then, we actually, we decided we wanted to move to London. So we, we actually uh, lived together when we first moved to London, but this was before we started our business. And so uh, we couldn't afford, we had no savings, we had no anything when we left uh, university. And so we both went and got jobs working for you know, the man in the city. And neither of us was really working directly in the internet. I mean, they were both technical jobs, but not uh, not internet specifically. And it was really just that we, we knew we always wanted to, start a business together and that mm-hmm. actually for our, for us the entrepreneurial drive was do it building something making something yeah. creating our own uh, enterprise yeah that was the driver rather than exactly what it did right okay. and uh, so actually our first step was really just how do we break out of the whatever you want to call it the rat race and that was very much about saying well you know we're at the time we we're 25 we should do it now mm-hmm. we're renting mm-hmm. we weren't yet married uh, we both subsequently married. The, uh, the, uh, our wives were then our girlfriends. Oh, okay, um, right. So you know, the, the, yeah. there was continuity to it. Nonetheless, <laughs> before we got married, before kids, before yeah, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. before a mortgage, it was the time to do it. And yeah. so we we kind of just uh, we we actually made a business plan in Excel that we couldn't even make work in Excel. 
<laughs> which is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> right, yeah. But we kind of, we just said, well, then might we'll do it anyway. And <laughs> worst case, we'll go back and get another job. Yeah, yeah. But really very quickly, we realized that wasn't what was going to happen. Yeah. Not so much because we were confident it was going to succeed, but because having got the, having had that experience of starting working for ourselves, we knew this was what we wanted to do. Yeah, we had exactly. to make it work somehow. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, we kind of ground through the, the first couple of years. It was just yeah. us, Duncan's front room. Uh, we were building small business websites. We built our own content management system. This mm-hmm. was this was 2005. Uh, so WordPress existed, but it wasn't any good. Right. So yeah. it was yeah. there really wasn't anything simple and easy. A lot of businesses were still getting you know flash yeah. websites. They I think maintain. it's yeah, it's interesting. I think that the challenge for companies at that time was rather like how do we optimize this and optimize well, that. But it was more like how do we even get a presence? You know, how was, do we get a web page on the internet? And actually, for a lot of our small those small businesses, it was do we even need a website? Yeah, yeah. You know, that we were literally still having those conversations. So, uh, yeah, it was it, it was very much that. So it was sort of it was having give, giving them a website that they could maintain, mm-hmm. where they could make changes. You yeah. know, if it was a restaurant, could they put their latest menu on there themselves yeah, instead yeah, of paying yeah. the web design company however much? Yeah, and um, and we hosted those websites ourselves. So we built we started building recurring revenue stream yeah. out of that, and then um, a couple of years in, we hired our first employees, which was. I mean, we had no investment, we had no contact network, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny looking back, you know, yeah. I think both of us felt this overwhelming need to to give our dads a call, really, yeah. and kind of say, almost get permission, it's like, who do you ask for permission <laughs> to hire someone, yeah. like somebody's going to be relying on us for their paycheck every month, is, yeah. this, is this okay, do we need, who says you can do that, Yeah. turns out you can just do it, uh, and so, you know, that we started that, and then through that, that those early years, we we built you know, 100 and whatever small business websites, and we'd already always come from this business angle. I'd been a um, in the intervening time, been working in, in strategy consulting, and it's so a very business centric, very much on the the finances and the numbers mm-hmm. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so we really wanted to be of real value to our clients. That was yeah. the overwhelming urge was actually doing something that made the money. Yeah. And that started to transition through that, you know, the mid to late 2000s was, was kind of, it stopped being, can you have a website? Because the answer yeah. to that became trivially yes. Yeah. And became, how do I get anybody to come and visit my website and give me money? And so having built these websites, we'd seen what worked, what didn't. We started uh, diving deep into SEO and really understanding how that worked. And at the same time, building a bit of a, a bit of visibility, a bit of a name for ourselves in that space. Yeah. And it, it was around then my brother, uh, came on board as well. He'd been working for an agency up in Leeds. He joined us, uh, and we started hiring, and growing, and uh, you know, that that really led us yeah. to, to to where we yeah. are now. And then you know, fast forwarding. So two thousand and five, yep. you start distilled mm-hmm. as uh, as the the new agency, um, and now you're serving Fortune five hundred companies, right? So it's very different. But over that time between when you first started out serving those companies, helping them think through what they needed to do on the internet to now. Like what are what are the big things that have changed and, and what, what are their challenges now? Yeah, so well the interesting thing actually is that by two thousand seven, two thousand eight, basically as soon as we were consulting, rather than necessarily having been the technical builder of the website, yeah. we could suddenly work for businesses that were much bigger. So we started working for uh, you know global e-retailers, um, a, a big hotel chain was one of our early clients. And we were consulting, we were offering you know, the advice, and some of that advice is, is good today, you know, uh, thankfully. And obviously, the, but you know, things have changed. This was pre-Twitter. Facebook existed, but it wasn't yeah. a thing in the, in the way it is now. Google was a very different beast. Uh, so 
the some of the tactics have changed, but really the fundamentals of a you know the internet is a thing; it's here to stay. It's going to be a big deal. Um, and b there are short term there are always short term tips, tricks, hacks, whatever yeah. that yeah. will get you a little boost. But if you're trying to build a real business, then you need to be delivering something of value to, to your to your customers. And everything else is really just about how you do that. And um, you know that has changed over the years. And these days, you know, obviously, it's edged even more so towards the kind of content arena and building assets of value and, and uh, you know things that your users find valuable enough to then do your marketing for yeah. you and share the word and, yeah. and all the rest yeah. of it. But you know, a lot of those fundamentals haven't really changed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, digital marketing is such a huge area. But when you when you come in, I mean, obviously, when you're working with a Fortune 500 company, they're going to have specific challenges. But when you come in and interact with some of the you know earlier teams, where they're still looking for product market fit. Yeah. Like, how do the what? How do the differences? Uh, how how do the approaches, um, how are they different? Yeah. And how would you advise a company who really is just getting going? Like, what are the, what are the first few things they should be getting into I think it's place? a super exciting time. You know, I love businesses, love growing businesses. I, I think in that really early stage, I like the idea of um, taking the lean startup really to an extreme and saying, actually, can you build a marketing-first startup? In other words, you can actually get product market fit Without a product, yeah, yeah, right, and so it's like and that's the thing. The, the converse doesn't work, right? You no. can, yeah, you can. If have, you build it, they will not necessarily yes, come. Yeah, but if you have them coming, yeah, you sure as hell can sell them something. Yeah. So uh, the th this doesn't this is not universal advice. This is not how you're going to build the next um, Facebook, mm. for example. But if you're certainly if you're in B two B or some of these areas, I think actually becoming visible, creating the best content, being the the go to resource, all that kind of stuff, can actually be not only helpful in your marketing, but actually in your product market fit exploration, yeah. because the content that people are consuming, they, they will lead you yeah. to, that, to that fit. Yeah. And uh, at the, in the meantime, you've built up this database of tens of thousands of people who want to give you their money. So, yeah. Uh, you know, question mark profit, yeah. right? Yeah, cool. So, uh, unfortunately, we're out of time because you keep, we're doing this podcast. We get, we're about to go into the session and, and deliver more um, nuggets. But it was really great to be able to just come in and yeah, find out a bit more about that journey. Um, you guys produce a lot of content. There's a lot of really interesting resources that Distilled has. Um, if you're a startup or a founder listening to this podcast, how, how can they access some of those materials? Yeah, so I mean, head over to distilled.net. Uh, we have a whole resources section, which is everything from kind of blog posts to bigger featured content to uh, you know the, the interactive stuff and the Distilled You that are kind of talked about. Um, and uh, you know, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Will Critchlow, and I love talking to startups. Yeah, perfect. And we, we always like to end these uh, podcasts with a shameless plug, anything that you want to plug. <laughs> Maybe not something necessary distilled related something other activities you're doing uh, I, I, I don't really have much of a life the biggest thing is I, I just like I, said, I love interacting with people so follow us on Twitter join our email list that kind of stuff yeah. um, start enjoying our content with yeah. we it's fun to make because people read it and share it so yeah awesome excellent thank you so much take care